You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. This is Tom Selig. I'm a senior vice president of a bank. I used to be a lawyer. I like to make connections, and sometimes amazing things happen. That's what this podcast is about, when the magic happens. Well, welcome to the uh, next podcast today. My guest is Angie Jordan, who is my new best friend, and she really is in a way. Angie has become a leader in the South District area, has a business called the Banjo Knits Empowerment LLC. This is so that we can have a sustainable base for activities to draw people from the neighborhood, but also bring people from outside to be around culturally diverse people that are performing, that are selling, that are getting their face painted right next to other folks getting their face painted. So stick around. We'll be right back. This episode of Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank, a community bank since 1893, nationally recognized by Raymond James as a top-performing community bank, prioritizing community, responsive to local needs. West Bank, member FDIC. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tom. Thank you for having me. Well, let's be starting all those facts straight. Who are you and what do you do? Yes. So um, I I am an independent woman and I start singing Beyonce here. No, um, (laughs) I am am a mother. I'm a partner, a daughter, a sister. I'm also a small business owner, Banjanet's Empowerment, which I founded. Um, I'm also the president of our South District Neighborhood Association. I'm a volunteer. Everybody involved with our association is a volunteer. Um, but that is a 501c3 uh, nonprofit. Um, what else am I? Yeah, I, I'm a hardcore volunteer advocate for my South District neighborhood, which oftentimes includes the school, the nonprofits that exist in that uh, sector, um, spearheading anything from having more bike education to having a SMID, a business district. Um, but more importantly, I am just a human being um, who loves hard and makes lots of mistakes. And obviously, you're, you're making a difference. Uh, I'm impressed. So uh, I was reading about you a little bit, and you actually do do knitting. And yes. you're a TKGA master hand knitter. With is that What, what is that? Yeah, so for all my knitting fiber arts geeks out there, I am, um, there's a knitting guild. It's, a, it's actually an international thing. It's kind of a big deal. Everybody else might think we're uh, fiber arts geeks, but uh, to be a master <laughs> knitter, I'm only level one, certified level one. There are three levels. But thinking about master gardeners, or even if you want to go with like black belt and taekwondo, they're different degrees. So I am a certified master knitter. Um, and actually my entrepreneurial journey started with um, when I decided to become a full-time stay-at-home parent. I missed the work world, but I needed to balance um, work and family and my own expectations. And I thought one cool way to do that was to bring my love of knitting into um, the community and have classes and private lessons. Um, it was something my abuelita, my grandmother, uh, who helped raise me, um, uh, taught me when I was about 10. She came into our house. I have an older sister, and she'd visit from Mexico for about a month or two at a time. And she said, you watch too much television. You need to do something more, more productive. Um, And so she taught my sister to crochet and me to knit. And every time she walked into the room, Tom, we were expected to be knitting and good posture. and uh, But it was something that helped me with um, connecting with her and also with 
anxiety and depression that I had at a young age. Sure. Now tell me about, you do have a retail store that in the, in the South District? I do not have a retail mm, store, okay. mm. um, but uh, there's so many storefronts and spaces. Yeah. I hope mm. that there'll be lots more. Maybe one day I will. Yeah, okay. I just want to check on that. Well, good. Well, now, I, um, I guess I first met you, I think it was in December when the ICAD Development Group hand out their annual awards for entrepreneurs, and you were one of those winners. So I spent five months trying to become your friend. It wasn't very <laughs> successful for about four of those months, but I think I wore you out. Uh, and you are fairly busy. Uh, uh, and top of, as I recall, you're, you're going to classes too, getting a uh, a certificate or a degree at the University of Iowa this this spring. I'm actually at the uh, Iowa State University Iowa getting State. my yeah. Cl I know um, it's a it's a master's in community development. So yeah. um, decided to go back to school and just become even more legit in the things that I do and love and need to learn more about. It's sort of a busy spring this year semester. Kind of, but I, I, I do well when there's lots on my plate. I love to juggle. Um, I think I'm most creative when I have different things going. I think the trick is, Tom, is to know capacity and be able to communicate well with teammates or coworkers or family members. Um, but yeah, I, I like being busy. Back to this consulting. I know you have this, what I call it consulting business, though you often do it for free, but what, what type of consulting do you envision now that if I have business friends out there listening to this podcast, um, generally what type of services would you provide? Absolutely. Well, the context mm -hmm. of the consulting business is important because I have and sometimes still do a lot of things for free. Becoming a small business owner allowed me to have a vehicle to where I can charge my value. So I'm not doing anything necessarily new, um, but I have three prongs to my consulting. Um, one is my knitting instruction. So if you want to have a workshop, team building, I have a background in team building too at the University of Iowa, adjunct instructor in team building. We do team building through knitting. If you're like, what? Um, come take a class with me, I'll show you what. Uh, but we also have um, entrepreneurial development. And currently that is specifically, I am a co-founder and the co-manager of the diversity markets. And we probably will talk a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. But that's really identifying, recruiting and supporting new entrepreneurs uh, with a focus on women and with a focus on underestimated populations, uh, which is a vague term, but I keep it that way because there's a lot of underestimated folks out there. And then my third prong to it is community organizing. So if you look up my name, you'll probably see a lot of things I do in the South District. Mm -hmm. uh, in mm -hmm. the recent past, I would not take anything that didn't have anything to do with my neighborhood mm -hmm. uh, because I need everything honed and connected to the South District. Uh, with my small business though, I am starting to explore new endeavors that maybe aren't connected to the neighborhood. But that's, again, anything from consulting on how do we get more people to this event? How do we have this event? How do we bring people together to um, form around a coalition or a committee? What is my nonprofit's uh, logic model missing? Um, so it really is tailored to the questions whoever comes to me has. Some of those questions I can absolutely give you my opinion on and consult. Mm -hmm. Other ones, I will connect you out to my network. Sure. Um, mm. I was born here in Iowa City and came back, uh, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that, but mm. I've been here for a long while, no intentions of leaving. And what that does is that gives me a chance to have a very broad, diverse network of connections to people and different entities. Okay, well, let's go back Let's go back to the, your story here. Yeah, 
born in Iowa City and moved down to Texas. But tell us that background and yeah. how, how you got to then to Williams College and back here. Yeah. The whole circle. <laughs> so um, I was a Super Bowl Sunday, 1986 baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, born in January. It's really important for you to know. My dad uh, was a, a football player here. He played for the Hawkeyes back in the 60s. Go Hawks. Um, and so Super Bowl Sunday, I just have to mention that because I feel like it's a shout out to my dad. But the story, uh, when I was about eight, we ended up moving. My mother, sister, and I, we moved down to Harlingen, Texas, which is in the Rio Grande Valley near Brownsville and McAllen. And that's where I grew up. My formative years from third grade all the way um, graduated as a lady cardinal, go cards, um, in 2004. And every summer, though, since 1994, after that flood in 93, every summer, my sister and I would fly back solo, just the two of us, wow. uh, to Iowa City. And we would spend, you know, the Arts Fest and the, all the cool rec programs and um, uh, just everything Iowa City is in the summer. That's what I thought all of Iowa was as a child. I know, I right. was very confused later <laughs> in life. But... Um, Graduated from high school and knew that I wanted to go to a small liberal arts college. Um, I was very fortunate to be blessed with some good uh, genetics uh, academically. I had my choice of several different pretty elite schools and then athletically as well. And I chose to go with the academics at Williams College. Uh, while my sister, who is about 15 months older, a year ahead of me, was also out um, in the on the East Coast and liked it at West Point Military Academy. Um, so, yeah, the two of us kind of ventured from <laughs> Iowa City to South Texas out to the East Coast. And when I graduated, uh, double majoring in cultural anthropology and cognitive psychology, I knew I wanted to come back to Iowa City, specifically Tom to work on my father-daughter relationship. And we, wow. yeah, it was very intentional move back. And I'm so excited that we have that re-established our bond and connection. And I have no intention of leaving. So you came back about 2008? Yep. And um, now you met your husband somewhere here. Yes, my, my, <clears throat> my dear partner in life. Um, so it would have been... I don't know, maybe a, a couple years or so after I came back, um, I, you know, you, you finished college and you think you can save the world. And so my charge to self was to start a uh, mentoring program that they had in Lynn County, but to start it for Johnson County. And mm -hmm. it was specifically from scratch for kids who had parents in prison, predominantly teens, predominantly boys. So to interrupt that pipeline to prison cycle. Um, and at a block party off of Broadway and Cross Park at the neighborhood centers, <laughs> uh, there were um, firefighters at the block party and really making an effort to do a lot of intentional recruitment and partnering and mentoring young boys and young men with men. Mm -hmm. um, there were three firefighters who have a 24-hour shift on, 24-hour shift off. And I'm like, that's a lot of time they could spend volunteering with my boys. <laughs> so Jason mm -hmm. um, was the only one in that crew that gave me his number and came to all the trainings and actually helped us start and found a boys group um, that he and I and a few others uh, would run. Um, some of those, that, that boys group and some of the other youth groups that we started um, actually template some existing still going on programming um, 10 years later. Great. So you're still, you're still a firefighter here in Iowa City, right? He is. He is working mm -hmm. on his 21st year 
wow. as a firefighter. He's the only man of color in 21 years, Iowa City, come on. Wow. Um, but uh, yes, he is my anchor. He is a lot of times the backbone, that steady force. Um, like I said, I love doing lots of things and he brings me back to balance and back to center. But our bond is over um, our ability to be and help others. That's great. Uh, let's talk about the diversity market. Uh, as I understand, I've been there twice now. I'm two for two. Yes. On um, on Saturdays, you're having this market at the Pepperwood uh, Mall area. So tell us what goes on there. Yeah. So at the Pepperwood uh, Plaza in the parking lot, um, it's located in front of JD Beauty Supply, which does have an address, 1067 Highway 6 in Iowa City. It's off of Highway 6. So um, what happens there? Well, again, context for me is so important because what we see happening here uh, now is it has a history, a very recent history. But last year we were at what was called uh, the Kingdom Center just a couple blocks away and we had about 30 vendors. And these were folks who we in the networks that Tasha Lard, Marlene Mendoza and myself, um, we reached out to. Uh, a lot of them stemmed from Tasha Lard's uh, business corner at her JD Beauty Supply. And we knew they existed, but they had so many challenges to selling their products or services. So last year we had about 30. Um, the church said, cram them all here. Let's see how it goes. We'll do it for five weeks. Um, it was successful. Part of last year's piece for the diversity market was to prove we could have events like that. The other big part was that there are lots of underestimated entrepreneurs not getting out there for lots of different reasons that are no fault of their own. So really providing a safe space to experiment, to get to know each other, to build community. And that is tethered, uh, intentionally tethered to our self-supported municipal improvement district or SMID, which at that time we did not yet have approved by the city council. So it was really adding teeth to why we needed a SMID in our neighborhood uh, to put on events like this and other things. This year's market, again, context. I know you asked me about this year's market, but it's important people know yeah. we're not just doing it for fun. This is so that we can have a sustainable um, base for activities to draw people from the neighborhood, which is growing uh, significantly and is already extremely densely populated, but also bring people from outside, uh, not just Iowa City, um, outside Johnson County in to spend their money and to um, be around culturally diverse people um, that are performing, that are selling, that are just coming and getting their face painted right next to other folks getting their face painted. This year, the markets are now 10. We have a total of 60 vendors uh, within a market day, though. One Saturday, we might have 40. One Saturday, we might have 50. Uh, we publish weekly our vendors who are going to be there on our Facebook page. Uh, we've got everything from tons of specialty foods, like get ready to like wear your stretchy pants. <laughs> we I'm excited. We have more arts and crafts and gifts. Um, we've got uh, community resources. Last year, we uh, really focused on our entrepreneurs. And this year, we integrated in different community resources like uh, the Crisis Center, uh, Bike Library, those folks and entities that want to do more outreach but don't have a consistent place to do it just like that alongside our um, entrepreneurs. So a lot going on. We even have um, a woman who does massage there. She's a licensed masseuse. Right. Um, so just all the things, come come down, uh, check it out, and then come back and bring friends and spend money. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I was there. It's from 1 to 7. That's right. Every Saturday. That's right. Sort of rain or a shine. There's no, there's no backup plan, right? No <laughs> backup plan. It's exciting. But you got music now? 
we have music. We are looking this year to develop our entertainment. Mm -hmm. So last year we did have uh, a youth DJ come out and people just loved it. And so we thought this year, how can we uh, create a safe space for performers of all ages um, to, to perform, whether it's spoken word or being a DJ or singing, dancing. So we hope to continue developing that. We are in our first year of that. So it's it's all going to be messy and chaotic, which I think the gray space <laughs> is beautiful. Um, but yeah, we also have entertainment. Yeah, I, I agree. If you if you go down there, we hope we all uh, people listening will stop in. It goes till July thirtieth, so lots of Saturdays coming up for that. Uh, the key is to go. And number two, I think the rule is to spend at least five dollars. Everybody's got five dollars. Go around and find something there to buy from something from somebody. It's interesting things, and uh, I think. Um, we need, uh, we need to work together on this. Spend yeah. some money to help those vendors out and um, encourage more and more to come. So Absolutely. The, the vendors, again, that underestimated term. I mean, it can be women, refugees, immigrants, returning citizens, returning folks coming from prison that are right. also entrepreneurs, youth. Uh, we just have a whole gamut of you know black, white, indigenous. Um, we're all there. Mm -hmm. And we're not just all selling. We're also there shopping to support our people too. True. So if we can do it, come on, everybody else. That's right. We need shoppers. We need to, to go right. there first and then shop second. So That's right. Just do both on, on one trip. But it, it is worth the trip. I want to encourage people to go. I'll be back uh, this Saturday. It's just interesting to see the people and it's sort of a friendly place. You know, it's just, you know. Absolutely. I think another thing that we're very proud of in the second year are our sponsors and our donors. Mm -hmm. um, last year, we had, uh, again, Tasha Lard from JD Beauty Supply, Marlene Mendoza from uh, Marlene Mendoza Consulting, and myself from Banjo Knits Empowerment, along with Dream City. Um, and this year, we have over 20 sponsors, from Hills Bank to... Uh, of course, Green, Green State, State was a big Green sponsor, State's yeah. in there, yeah. Southgate, yeah. Um, Astigue Planning, the county, the city. And then we have other more established um, businesses uh, like Andino Construction, right? So we have not just the sponsorship from those large corporate spaces. Maybe Target might even come on board. Maybe hy V. I I don't know. I'm still talking to them. Um, <laughs> but their space is United Action for Youth, Think Iowa City. Their space is for some of our really uh, local granular folks to come and invest. Um, 4K Photography, uh, the Musicians Pro Shop. These are very local Mm -hmm. local entities that can, uh, if they're not able to volunteer or um, donate large sums of money, they do in-kind donations of right. services. And, and uh, I think of the community theater, Iowa City Community Theater, is literally supporting our performers by donating the stage. So there's so many ways to sponsor um, this year and forever. Right. Well, good. Well, that's, um, that's exciting. I, I admire you people. Now, the other thing you've done down there. I, I'm on your Facebook page. You're always doing stuff. You got bike rides and you're cleaning up. It, it's, it's not just the market. There's other things you're doing. Right. So something with the South District Neighborhood Association, if I can put that hat on as president, um, we want our neighborhood to be uh, resilient and, and we want to revitalize pieces of it that we know it can be certain things. But we also want to highlight the beauty that's already there. And sometimes that's uh, doing some really hard door-to-door, -door, uh, very time-consuming, um, but super worth it relationship building. And if you have events and traditions, you can do that a lot easier, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if we put in, if the city puts in bike lanes and makes the streets wider and has new, that's great. But how do kids even have a bike, let alone know how to ride them, let alone feel confident sure. enough to do that? 
Um, and so whenever we're doing neighborhood work, it's really important for me that we interweave everything that we're doing. So when we're working on one thing, like entrepreneurial development or business, that that feeds into, well, we also need to increase our literacy rates at our elementary schools mm -hmm. too. So really pulling back and bleeding things into each other at a neighborhood level um, is important to me because at the end of the day, I truly believe those closest to the challenges or issues are also closest to the solutions and they need to be elevated um, and brought together. And then those who want to help and do more from outside, they have all these set up spaces to do that, all these events mm. and places um, from cleaning up or from donating uh, money or time or just being together. Um, so yeah, the, the business, the markets, all that really is because the people want a neighborhood that's reflective of them, but mm -hmm. also allows them to dream even, even bigger. No, I, I think it's, it's exciting. I, I was involved with uh, Alexandria School about three years ago and met Chris Gibson, the principal. And Love her. It's an um, it's impressive place, the commitment that the district made in building that nice school, and the staff is good. And the year I was down there trying to do stuff, they um, had raised their, uh, their reading uh, comprehension much higher. It's, uh, you know, there's, it's, um, it's working. So I have to say it's working. Absolutely. They keep working at it, I know, but... They also, in those uh, formative years, uh, Chris Gibson and her, her amazing staff, I'm a little biased because both my children go to that school, um, and I was at one time the PTO president, but um, they also reduced their, um, what's the word, their uh, suspensions and mm -hmm. their um, being sent to the office, and it wasn't necessarily, they changed all the kids, it's that they trained and taught their teachers mm -hmm. new strategies, and those yep. teachers really embraced it um, head on. And so it was, uh, you know, that leadership from Chris yeah. and that vision yep. um, was huge for Alexander. Yeah, and the staff is committed. Yes. The teachers down there, they, they believe in what they're doing. And it's, uh, it's impressive, I have to say. So, Absolutely. Well, good. Okay, well, I think we've covered most of these things. Um, I guess my goal is long-term, um, we actually become real friends and, and work together on some things. Is there anything we've missed here about, oh, yeah, yeah, we use the term Schmid casually. What does it mean and how does it operate? Is it now formed? Yes, so uh, to work backwards, yes, it's formed. Um, a SMID is a self-supported municipal improvement district. It's one of those acronyms that you're like, what? And they just threw it all together to say SMID. Um, and basically, in a nutshell, it is the commercial properties in a designated area, in a geographic boundary, um, committing to invest in themselves by paying a tax. That tax is... Um, then collected and becomes the SMID's budget. The SMID is a 501c insert number here. I'm yeah, not right. sure yeah. which one it is, but it is a nonprofit. And so the board, I'm excited about our board. Um, it's it. We created it in the SMID petition, which was passed last October by the city council unanimously. Um, it creates a space for everybody and their mom. Uh, the big businesses, the small businesses, the large commercial property owners, the small ones. There's a spot for even our neighborhood association and the school district along with the city. Um, there are so many areas uh, on that board, and that board's so important, right? Because not only are they making these decisions, but they're the ones that need to have a relationship with each other to see the challenges and to also celebrate their victories. If they don't have that or a vehicle that brings them together to do that, 
why should any one of them care about each other? Mm-hmm. So the SMID is, is a really important tool. The downtown district, uh, Nancy Bird, their executive director, uh, was pretty darn clutch. Karen Cubby, who spearheaded it downtown, um, pretty clutch in really mentoring us. Uh, but also we were big on we're going to tailor this to what we want in mm-hmm. the South District. Uh, Tasha Lard is also currently the SMID's uh, president. So it is operational. Um, it is functioning. I believe uh, the tax will start being collected in July of this summer. Oh, good. We should mention Midwest One Bank. I know they've been helpful. They're they're in the Schmid, active involved with the board. As I understand it, right? Another another yeah. um, mentor and spearhead visionary who sees the benefit, but also puts in the work to um, mentor all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Todd Means was was yep. pivotal in us really believing. Hey, Midwest One's going to sign the petition. Like, well, if they signed it, everybody else should sign it. <laughs> right. Um, and and there, you know, there are also some churches involved and some other nonprofits. But having our uh, for profits support these grassroots efforts really, for me, just makes me feel like this is something that is important. Yeah, this is. We're taping this uh, in early June. We're going to have lunch uh, next week uh, at Big Grove to sort of focus on Iowa City and the diversity markets. And I do want to mention our other sponsors, you know, Midwest One is in the, in the, their Hills Bank, Green State Credit Union, but also McGrath Auto Toyota Auto Dealership. They're, they're a sponsor, Hodge Construction, and the law firm of Shuttleworth Ingersoll besides West Bank. So the point is everybody's in this together. We're actually providing a free lunch on the condition they donate money <laughs> of their own choosing of any amount. We just want cash and it's gonna go to the diversity market to use for whatever purpose you need. So again, I think we're all in this together, but, um, and we should mention Tasha Lard. I've been down there a couple times to meet with people. We always meet at Tasha's place. Yes, She's a great hostess, obviously is a real leader in this effort. I've not met Marlon Mendoza, but that's my goal. I sent an email this week saying, Good. I'd like to become her friend. I'll have to tell her, you're my friend. I mean, that'll help me <laughs> in this effort to sort of meet her too. Well, good. She's another one of those um, <clears throat> extremely busy doing her thing, elevating the folks. Um, it's, it's really special when you get a chance to engage with and be on a team with those fierce advocates, but find something that aligns so you can go hard together. Uh, and you talked about Tasha Lard, she and I, and Marlene, we're all, we're all friends too. We're mm-hmm. not just fierce warrior princesses. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we are that as well. But, um, you know, I thinking about Tasha's store, not that long ago, Tom, it was the substation for the police department. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, um, it has been other things in the past too, but there's something about the vibrancy of a shop owner who's just doing so much for the community um, and providing things that she's passionate about too, those beauty supply products, that just makes me want to shop exclusively at her store. It's JD Beauty Supply. That's right, JD right Beauty Supply. It's on the end cap, it's easy to find. You know, if you pull into the mall part of the plaza there, she's right on the end of the building. So she's, she's stopping inside of Tasha too. That's right. Well, good. Well, it's a whole group of people. So anyway, I think, and this is the beginning, I guess, as, as people listen to this, uh, yeah, the market's going to go till July, but this is not the end of the situation. It's the beginning. So all of you out there listening in, um, stay tuned and um, feel free to contact me or you can track down Angie, but uh, um, always looking for help, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think there's a, a space for help, but really what we're asking is for you to join the team. Um, And when you join the team, that means you're committed, you're invested in the ways that you feel passionate about. Because I think if we stay in our passion, we can do it sustainably. 
Um, if we do a one-time thing, that's great, but it's not always helpful. Um, so really joining the team is what we're looking for and how can you join the team and bring others uh, with you to join the team too? Well, I'm on the team, so yes, you thank are. you very much. You and Tasha did a great job. So it's been fun today uh, with Angie Jordan uh, talking about the diversity market in uh, uh, Banjo Knits Empowerment LLC and all the things she's doing in that area with her friends Tasha and Mara and others, by the way. So uh, be sure to mark that down in your calendar on Saturdays from 1 to 7 every Saturday through July 30th. So thanks for being here today. Thank you, Tom. I'm glad we're friends. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CB Journal.